<laughs> three, two, oh. one, go. Three, two, one, go. There was no video, no big starting. We were a couple minutes late. Things are crazy. Uh, yes, but we are uh, we are live, as far as I know. That's uh, and I'm very excited to be live. It is another episode of Realities May Vary. That's Cody Goff, uh, as always. Look at him, just dapper as hell in his little studio with his Bernie Sanders T-shirt on. Oh, oh I know. Yeah, that's the Mardi Gras, of Bernie Sanders. Hey, I see that. And uh, I'm Brian Noonan, and uh, we are. Yeah, we're here again. It uh, what's <laughs> Anytime I'm running late and get screwed up, then I forget to, to run the little countdown clock. But we don't really yeah. need the countdown clock. Well, We're look, our chief, our chief weapon is surprise. Surprise and fear. Fear and surprise. Right. And, and this and ruthless efficiency. Our three weapons are fear, surprise, and ruthless efficiency. Are those our three weapons? And an almost I... fanatical devotion to the Pope. <laughs> Wait, what movie is that from? <laughs> Why don't I know that? Someone in the chat's going to say it. We'll give it a few. We'll give that. We'll give that thirty seconds. Boop, boop, boop. That's not. Boop, uh, boop. That's not Princess Bride. No. Hmm. Boy, I don't know. A no, Mel Gibson it's, movie. It's, it's, it's gonna. The Last Temptation of Christ. Now it'll slide into the chat. Now, now keep in mind the chat is a little bit delayed from our. I don't. Why? Why do we have a delay? That doesn't make any sense. To I me. don't think. I, I don't understand why we do either. Yeah. But we have, Hello, everybody we, who's jumping in. We're glad you're here. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to technology. For some reason, we have like a 30-second-ish ah. delay. I, it's, it'll pop up, and then you'll be like, ah, yes, yes. Oh, Chief Weapon get is it surprise. What? That's, uh, that's screwy. All right. Well, we're here. Well, welcome. We had another uh, – we had – oh, big week. Was it a big week for you? We got to – listen, twice in two weeks now, we got to hang out in, in IRL. IRL. Not in, in real life, but IRL, just right out the end. Yeah. We went to uh, went to Revolution Brewing, so we took at the breweries on the road. You know, last week we had John Carruthers on from uh, Revolution and the book Pizza for Everyone, which, by the way, my mom stole. Uh, I was over at my mom's the other day, and I took it to show her, you know, because I was like, hey, look, I'm in a book. And uh, then she was like, did you? Oh, it's from the Monty Python Spanish Inquisition sketch. So is it from a Monty Python movie, The Life of Brian? Or is it just from the Flying Circus? I believe just the Flying Circus, the Spanish Inquisition okay. sketch. It's very no one hot. expects it. I might have to grab the remote from my fan because I'm happened? I'm going to sweat up. out in here. I don't know. I well, turn up no the good. air, but hang on. Yeah, hang you're on. upstairs. All right. Well, I'll, tell, I'll finish this. I went over to my mom's and I showed her the book because I, I was very excited about being in the book. I was proud of the uh, pizza, you know, crust front pizza and uh, all of this. So it was very nice. And then she says, uh, oh, did you buy this book for me? And I was like, no, but you can have it. <laughs> so now, oh, she didn't steal it. Well, she, she did. She knows. Uh, but they're sold out. So now I have to now I don't know when I can get another one. Mm. But the Kickstarter is overfunded, so uh, I should be able to get one pretty soon. It is but anyway, way overfunded. That's nice. So that means more books can be printed and more people can buy it. Go to nachosandlager.com. There's the plug. Page 150, uh, Pizza, a love story by Brian Noonan. Fascinating. Yeah. I, uh, All right. I, I, play, I, I backed the Kickstarter after I Did was you? very sauced on Friday. You, uh, you missed peak Cody later in the night. Yeah. All right. Now I got to find out. Cause I, we got there a little, just a little before you. And I had a couple of the, um, the, uh, VSOJs. I had the VSOJ, the XOJ, 
And I think I had the strawberry. Mm-hmm. I think I had three. I don't know if I had four. Maybe I had four because I bought one. You bought me one. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And then John, I think, bought me one or two. And they were just the little, what were they, like five-ounce samples because it was 16 and 17 or 13 and 15% alcohol, that yeah. beer. Yeah, there was and small pours. Worth it. Worth it. And uh, let me say, very delicious. So kudos to everybody at Revolution. But uh, we were ha- we were having a, a lovely time. You were there, and John was there, and John's family, two of his sisters and his brother-in-law were there, and they were we had so much fun just standing around talking. And it was nice to be in a big room that was loud because there were people in there. It wasn't, I, I didn't feel overly crowded. Did you? No, God, no, no. The Revolution Tap Room is spacious. Cavernous. And they take out all the tables for this. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, there's some barrels you can stand around. Um, but yeah, it was not, it was great. And the beer was terrific and the company was good, but then it got to a point where we left. And cause we'd been, I think we'd been, we left maybe around nine o'clock or so. And, um, you stayed behind. What happened? More like I stayed ahead. I just, I just kept drinking with the crew. You know, like I said, you know, some of John's family was there and, uh, we, you know, you were already talking to them when I walked in and they right. uh, graciously were entertained by me enough to stick around and let me stick around. And cause you know, you leave and you were the guy I knew and I'm, I'm like sitting there with a beer and I, you know, I got a wife and a kid. I'm not going to sit around talking up the honeys. Although I gotta say, I got some, I got some looks. I you know. were saying you were claiming that you were getting looked mm-hmm. uh, looks while we were there. I didn't notice them, but uh, you know, I was engrossed in conversation and alcohol. So I don't, uh, I wasn't paying attention, but you were, you were on the, you were not on the prowl, but you were aware that people were prowling you. Hey, it's nice to be wanted and feel wanted. Look, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, it's nice to be reminded. Well, cause you know, (laughs) I haven't been around a, I haven't been around any women that I'm not related to, uh, that are within 10 years. Are we going to go down a, uh, a, a trail you don't really want to go down? No, I'm just saying, I, you know, it's, uh, I, I think, uh, I think that anybody in, in a relationship in a long-term committed relationship can be under stimulated by other people, uh, especially of the opposite sex. It's just nice to be around, uh, nice to be around ladies around my age, you know, be reminded that, you know, I'm a human animal that, you know, wow, enjoys the company of people that aren't. <laughs> my best friends who are dudes and family, you know, it's just, is, it's more social creatures. And that, that extends to people of varying backgrounds, etc. Is this your way of telling us that you and the wife are uh, in an open relationship now? <laughs> you know, thruple, no. do you bring somebody home? Thruple. Oh my love that. Bringing that word back, huh? I guess I've oh been my. hearing it a lot more lately. But anyway, I understand it, but, but anyway, so you were, you were having a cut. Did you have a couple more of the, uh, the heavy duties. We hung out and we drank a little bit more. You know, uh, if you've been a, to a tour at Revolution Brewing, yes, you know they have a small tap in the back where all the brewing stuff is. Oh yeah, and uh, uh, someone present was gracious enough to uh, allow us some samples from that tap. And I got to tell you, I don't know what I'm allowed to say about it, so I won't. But there is a beer I'll tell you about later. There is a beer, uh, a, a good summer beer, light, very light summer beer. Um, okay. Nothing like the Deep Woods, you know, heavier drinks. Very light summer beer. If 
they bring that to production, it's all I'm going to drink next summer. Really? I had a sip and I was like, dude, this is a, this is a gold mine right here. And, and I was just kind of like, we, we think so. Something like, to rival yeah. Natty Light? Oh, my God. It would blow it out of the water. <laughs> blow it out of the water. Unreal. Wow. So, those guys well, know yeah, what they're doing. They do because there's a couple beers that I really like that they're not packaging anymore. And I was like, what happened? He goes, nobody drank them but you. And I was like, oh. Mm. Okay, so yeah, they they know they're not. I all these all these breweries, these craft breweries are smart enough, I think, to to be able to pivot and say, okay, this one, you know, we thought this was or this did well for a while, and now it's not. So we got to keep uh, evolving, and it either evolve or die. So, and it uh, Rev do, Rev does a nice job evolving and uh, keeping everybody happy. Mm-hmm. So you got to go to the back. Yeah, but wow. then, well, then, all right, like I drove into the city, right? I needed to drive Oh, back. yeah. How do you get home? Well, I couldn't get that messed up. Turns out there were no food trucks, but you know what? There is a few blocks away from the brew pub. White Castle. White Castle. Did you get, to, oh, man. Did you have the taste that you crave? I had never been inside a White Castle. How is in that? In my life, ever. Never been inside one. What? So? Some people, uh, some some kind folks, and I walked over to White Castle, uh, and there were vegans in our party. This is relevant because uh, we ended up ordering a bunch of Impossible Burgers. They have those at White Castle. They have my White Castle. Really? Yeah. So okay, ten ten Impossible Burgers were ordered. However, these ten Impossible Burgers were not ordered without cheese. That doesn't work, does it? Because it turns out that uh, Impossible Burgers are great for vegetarians, the cheese not so great for vegans. So thus, there were sitting in front of us 10 Impossible Burgers no one was going to eat. So I decided to sample. So I had a regular slider, and I was like, you know, I haven't had a White Castle slider in a decade, probably. Oh, Pretty good. So good. Pretty good. So good, yeah. You know, all the fixings. Uh, I had a chicken ring, which is an affront to humanity, uh, that was, I literally took a bite and I said, this is awful. Like, I wish it didn't exist. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the ring, chicken. Oh rings. my God. No. What are you doing? White Castle. So that was horrific. Uh, mozzarella sticks, not so bad. Oh my God. You guys, you guys sampled the whole menu. Yeah. There was a crew. Uh, <laughs> the, the White Castle Impossible Burger tasted like a cigarette butt. That is the closest approximation. It was uh, the worst approximation of meat I've ever had. Ew. And I like now, see, Beyond Burgers. So, do you really? Yeah, I've never, I've never had one, but I'm guessing. You know, I understand why White Castle would do that. Put those uh, on the menu. I get it, just like Burger King does. But I have, uh, wow, I'm not surprised at all that you say they don't taste good. Wait. White Castle got a little too crazy anyway. You don't need the chicken rings. And uh, you know, I've had their chicken sandwich, the chicken slider. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, if I were dying of starvation, would I? Would it be the best thing I ever ate? Yeah, probably. Mm. But there's better chicken sandwiches. Um, they, bring, they bring back some odd things. When they should just stick to what they do best is the sliders. Mm-hmm. Just a steamy White Castle with those onions. Uh, I throw a little bit of mustard on there because they use this dark brown mustard at White Castle. 
that is phenomenal. It's a Dusseldorf. Mm. Oh, forget about it. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not going there. If I'm a, if I'm a vegan, the the entire the entire place is built around meat. That that's their whole thing. Meat, meat, meat. Oh, hey, well, I, and you can argue. Well, it's White Castle. How much meat is there? But you know, there's still that. That's their thing. And you're gonna go in there. I'm gonna eat nothing. I'm a vegan. So you're gonna sit across from somebody who's wolfing down a twenty pack of uh, something that you believe is a soul, and, <laughs> and you're gonna go. This is tasty. And I don't listen. I don't. I don't begrudge people being vegans or vegetarians. Mm. Um, Molly's best friend is a vegan. Uh, our good friend Christy, the our my former producer, the Christy bot, she's a vegetarian. Many people are vegetarians. Uh, you know, that's terrific. I don't eat as much beef as I used to or I want to. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we yeah, we I'm, try not to going, cut I, I'm not going to White Castle to eat vegan. No, we we try to cut down on the meat intake. I'll tell you who's not a vegan or vegetarian is my son. Good lord. Good for he, him. Like, he ate half a chicken thigh tonight. Like nice. I mean, this kid is just a monster. He's walking. He is is he? walking. He's officially nice. walking. Officially nice. walking. Ten months and a few weeks are given change, but definitely ten months old. Just well, congratulations on that, and my sympathies on that. Yeah, yeah. Sally says White Castles to have after heavy drinking. Sally, that is a misconception. You can have White Castles any time of the day. Now, are they good after you've been drinking? Yes. Mm. Are they good for a hangover? Yes. Are they good in the middle of the day? Sure. <laughs> They're good all the time. I've never had one of their breakfasts. We did one year, Molly, and they were doing some, uh, like a Thanksgiving slider, where it was a turkey burger with stuffing and cranberries on it. And Molly and I, we were out doing Christmas shopping or something, and uh, we had to make a pilgrimage to have these crazy Thanksgiving uh, holiday White Castles. It was not worth it, but <laughs> it was still, Yikes. you know. That's, um, you know, that's just uh, that's it. So, how long did you stay at White Castle? It sounded like you had all that food. Not too long. We got there a little before midnight, and they cl supposeded they closed. Wow, you stayed late. Nice, well, dude. I'm, it was a night. Yeah. Supposedly, it was either 11 or midnight, let's say. Supposedly, they closed the lobby at that time. So we were like, okay, we got 10, 15 minutes. Five minutes before closing, four parties of people walked in and started ordering. Oh. So I was like, I don't think we needed to rush. Or either right. they were wrong about the hours, or there's just a lot of people that don't care. But I, there were, honestly, got 15, maybe 20 people just marched right in five minutes before the top of the hour. Wow. I haven't I haven't been inside a what. A White Castle in a long time. Well, because of COVID. But even then, I just, if it's rare that I have them, but sometimes I do get a hankering. I get the crave mm. and I have to drive through for my number one. Uh, and I always say, number one, four White Castles. And they, do you want cheese on that? No, no. If I wanted cheese, I would have said four White Castle with cheese. I don't want the cheese. I want the onion and the mustard, man. That's all. You don't want the cheese? No, I don't get cheeseburgers. I like cheese. Here's the thing about me I like cheeseburgers. But I don't order the, like McDonald's, Burger King, uh, White Castle, anywhere like that. It's always just a hamburger. And then if I'm making burgers at home, I use Swiss cheese. Uh, so if I'm out somewhere, I look for uh, I don't like I don't like American cheese. That's the thing. I like other kinds of cheeses. I like a good cheese. You know, like a, you know, a cheddar, a good cheddar, uh, something like that on a burger. 
But no, I don't like the American cheese. You so even when I grill burgers at home, I don't unless I have Swiss cheese, I don't put uh, cheese on them. You have saved yourself a lot of twenty-five cent upcharges in your lifetime. Yes, and I've used that on heroin, so I'm uh, ahead of the game. There you go. Yeah. So that was that was fun. I, well, I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you stayed around and had a good time. I uh, Debbie was ready to go, so we had to so we had to go, and it's probably best because left to my own devices and uh, with you being willing to stay out, we'd probably still be there. <laughs> something something yeah. awful probably would have happened. Yeah. So uh, there's so straight jacket is their aged barley wine. This is very old straight jacket VSOJ, except the S goes before the O. Why is that? Right? It should be very straight old jacket. Very old VOS. But it's VSOJ for sure. Very special old jacket. Very special old jacket. Yeah. That's right. So it's aged, right? And then they had XOJ, which is extra old jacket, which mm -hmm. we also sampled. Yes. Uh, you had the strawberry jacket, which I had had before. And I had. Uh, Oh, did you have the coffee one? The, the, I forget what it was called. The big heavy coffee one that was like 17%. I don't remember. I don't Cause remember. you love yourself some coffee beer. I do, but I don't think that was, I don't remember. I don't remember. And then I, uh, and then, uh, in the back I had some maple death. Oh, how was that? Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, that you can, that you can get, that's, that's not super hard to get to my knowledge, but anyway, th so those are the beers and they, yeah, they were, you know, they were they were very good, but I like you know I had them and I was like man I think my palate is in summer mode because I wasn't thinking to myself man I could pound these all night you know what I mean, but could you can do you think that way in the winter like I never have beers like that and think man I could just keep going, I mean I do uh, I do keep going but it's never you know they're not sessionable so I mm. I don't look at them that way I just kind of. Uh, I just kind of keep eating, keep drinking, keep eating. Because I'm looking at the White Castle comments. I just, uh, I'll drink them. But no, I, it is, it's unusual to be drinking that kind of beer in the summer. But that's, you know, that's what makes this so unique and special. The yeah. odd, uh, the odd timing. And it just sets true. it apart because if you, you know, you don't, you don't want your thunder stolen by another, you know, like Goose has pretty much that, that time locked up. So this is smart for Revolution to do it in the summer when people aren't thinking about it, but they get a huge, you know, the beer sold out in less than an hour. And the tap room was packed Friday night. I'm sure it was packed Saturday and Sunday too. So good stuff. Yeah. And you survived, which is good. Now, how was it to, did you feel guilty at all leaving the bebe with the wife? No. Good. You shouldn't. <laughs> Every once in a while, you need a break. Yeah. We give it? each other breaks all the time it's great i know no, i know it is oh, yeah. look, look at you it's healthy all right i gotta talk to you about this because uh i was reading twitter today uh, as i'm wont to do oh, and no. i and rarely uh do i see a good uh a tweet from you you're you know you're cutting back on you you know you tweet about curiosity daily podcast and that kind of stuff of course uh but you came out hot today a hot take because jeff bezos threw a penis uh flew a penis-shaped uh, rocket somewhere up near space, depending on who you're asking. Was it in space or not? And you, man, you came out and uh, I said, I can't wait to hear your hot takes on the, uh, on this week's podcast. So wait. I'm guessing you were not, uh, you were not excited. 
Well, you got the hot take last week, really, if you listened to last week's fine episode of Realities May Vary right. from July 13th, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Like, I, subscribe. I mean, and and it's so what happened was last week, apparently, after we started the broadcast, my baby would not go to sleep. So my wife ended up hanging out with him in the guest room adjacent to this office where I'm recording. Oh. And so she heard my rant about Bezos and being a supportive, intelligent, wonderful human that she is. She said, you know, I said, I went on kind of a rant about Bezos and she said, yeah, I heard it. It was really well articulated and really like everything you said I agree with. And so I was like, okay, to, to kind of summarize what I said last week, it was like, how sad is it of an existence that like no one cares that he, this guy's going to space? Like very few people care, right? Like if I, if I had, zillions of dollars and I could like meaningfully impact all of society, perhaps on a global scale, mm. other than by building a business that just gets me money. Like, I think I would do that. You know, like Tony Stark, Iron Man, he's got the right idea. He's like, let's do a <laughs> bunch of stuff. And then everyone loves him, right? Like Bill Gates, I do not agree with all Bill Gates's politics. I He does some stuff that's pretty annoying, I think. But I think by and large, you look at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and you're like, okay, this guy's worked kind of hard to give back, right? He's got a zillion dollars. He's not working anymore. He's doing some stuff to give back. Bezos is not that guy. And so my take last week was like, it's, I would be embarrassed to be him because people announced this and no one's like, oh boy, I'm so excited for that great guy. What a swell guy, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> I am happy that he gets to go to space. Not a single person on the planet. No one thought that. So his brother, I just, I, probably the other his, three people in the rocket today. Yeah, the other three people in the rocket, exactly. And were they happy that he was going or were they just happy that they got to go? I'm pretty sure it was the second one. I think so, it's definitely I, the second one. It's all I tweeted. I just, I just said, look, man, like, hey, you know what? I know a lot of people are buzzing about it today, but like, how sad is it? They're like, you are going to space and not one of 7 billion people in the human race care. No one cares. No, no one. Somebody it's cares. There, no. there were people who cared. There were a lot of people watching it. One, because it looked like a dork. That was, it looked like a <laughs> ween, a giant ween. And then the parachute shot right out the tip. So it was, you know, that's what people were tuning in to see. And I'm sure the family of that 80-year-old woman uh, who was supposed to be an astronaut back in the 60s, but then had to stop her training or whatever. I'm sure they cared because they were all like, man, let's hope this comes down. She was great. That and that like that, she should have been the headline, right? Right. This woman gets to go to space. Oldest person ever goes to goes to space. That should have been the headline. Not billionaire buys a ticket to space, because who cares? You know, it's it's just wasted potential. And you know what? Like, I I don't think you can really argue with that. Like I I I think you could say what you will. You could say maybe like, well, it's good for the space programs in general. Like maybe mm. or like, you know, the guy worked really hard and Amazon has, you know, helped a lot of people get cheap Chinese crap really fast to their mailbox and shut yeah, down. Yeah, stuff local. comes very quickly. I'm not yeah, going to argue so, with that. I like, you the, know, I like the next day. I don't know how it gets here, but it's right. here. Shut down some small businesses, you know, ruin the environment with all the logistics yeah, required yeah, globally. But I need to a shirt tomorrow. Yeah, you know, you could you can argue that stuff, but what no one can look me in the in the face, you know, with a straight face and just be like, "No, nah, he's a really great guy. It like really has, really has done a lot of good stuff." Like, he, yeah, I don't know if he's a good guy or not. You know, I don't. I, 
he's not doing much to, uh, you know, help others. It's, I, I'm torn. Cause I like part of me, do, I, I don't care. I like, <laughs> I watched it and I, I, I got up to that. Like I didn't watch it as closely as I watched Branson last week. Cause Richard Branson did it. Uh, Richard Branson did it a little later. So I was up, he did it on a Sunday. So it was a slow news day there, you know, and I, I liked it. Now Bezos comes in and you know, he's, you know, he's upset because Branson went first. So now he's going to get the oldest person ever to go to space and the youngest person to ever go to space. And, uh, the guy who looks like, uh, you know, his twin going to go to space and then he's going to go 60 miles higher, still not really in space. Neil deGrasse Tyson is livid about this. He's, he? He, yeah. Oh boy. He doesn't like that. These they're saying these people are astronauts and they go to space. <laughs> they're not going to space. They're taking a ride, uh, kind of high, and that's uh, that's it. So, you know, should should we all do more to help society? Yes. Should people with the means to basically cure a lot of the world's ills take care of those? Yep. But the guy wants to build rockets and go to space. All right. You know, if we all stopped, the thing is. We could all not care and not watch and that, and he'd still do it. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm still going to space. I don't care if you people watch or not. I'm putting on my giant cowboy hat when I get down and I'm going to strut around like I'm Chuck Yeager, even though in high school, everybody used to give me swirlies and, and pull my underwear up over my head. But now, man, look at me. I got a penis shaped rocket. I just shot myself closer to space than that, that English dude in his crazy plane. And I dropped right back to earth with no problem. Yeah. You know, so I don't care. I don't care what you people think. And that's man to be in that position where you had that kind of money and you really did not have any F's to give about what people, you know, what are you going to do today? I'm building rockets and I'm going to space. Really? Cause you know, right in the town where your headquarters is, there's a lot of people who can't even buy a sandwich that are mm -hmm. losing their homes up. Yeah. Well, you know, they should have started selling books out of their garage. I'm going to space, chumps. Yeah, uh, and it's, you know, um, one of our longtime listeners uh, at Chris Duna on Twitter um, really enjoy that person's tweets, and they often disagree entirely with my take on things. And I saw a tweet from Chris Duna earlier that was like, uh, you know, a lot of things started out for the mega rich, like, like driving used to be for the mega rich and certain sailing and stuff. And, flying, yeah, things, uh, air flying, travel. Flying, air travel, you know, it's always, you know, I think the point of the tweet was kind of like, you know, what's the big deal? It's not the end of the world or whatever. And uh, not that I even engaged with <laughs> with this person like at all. We didn't we haven't directly uh, talked about this, but for anyone with that kind of attitude, you know, kind of who cares, you know, let him do whatever. I just want to be clear. I don't care that he went to space, uh, you know, great. He did it. OK, I'm not like upset. I'm not jealous. What I'm upset about is that it's a waste of, I think, human potential to to, yeah. to meaningfully infect society. You know, it's it's like you said, like right outside his headquarters, there's there's thousands of homeless people. You know, people that have been uh, priced out of that whole area and just oh, like God, this yeah. horrible wealth inequality and just like awful human rights, just travesties happening in California right now. Um, and he has the resources to fix that, and he doesn't. And he just buys the ticket to space, comes up and down, and then he's like, I better keep all this other money in my bank account. Well, he didn't a buy a ticket day. to space. He funded the entire project. Yeah. So it's, you know, there's a, like, 
this kid who got to go, uh, his old man won some auction and then paid for another ticket so the kid could go. Those guys are paying for it. If nothing else, he spent his money how he wants to. I don't care. Could he do more? Sure. Could we all do more? Sure. Uh, it's it's easy to look at it's easy to look at billionaires uh, because they actually have the means to do it. But just because you have the means to do it doesn't mean you're the kind of person who cares about other people. You can just be well, rich and go. Well, the other thing is he's not even paying taxes, right? His company's not paying taxes. That's, there's the rub. There's, so like, if nothing else, that's how, you know what? That's how you can help. That's how they can help. by yeah, pay uh, taxes. By Yes, by the government saying, you know what? You don't have to give to charity, but you got to pay taxes. Because then we can then we can take care of things, you yeah. know. Give us the money. We'll, you know, will we always do it right? No, absolutely not. But you know, you gotta you gotta pay. So, well, hopefully we have this conversation again when Elon Musk goes into space. Now, is Elon Musk going one mile further than Bezos? And what is his rocket going to look like? What if his what if his rocket looks like an orbiting a uh, female part, and then Bezos shoots his rocket at the uh the, <laughs> the other rocket and they like have some sort of weird space sex station no that'd be pretty hot would be i i'll be happy when elon goes up really yes because you know here's why he's a goofy guy and he has entertained me and he's an engineer he can't you know he helps come right. up with a lot of this stuff and look tesla's no you know, no paradise either next to Amazon, nope. right? Like, they, you know, they have some labor issues also, but um, I just, it just seems different to me. And he, I, he doesn't seem as entirely divorced from reality. Maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe it's just, he went on SNL and made me laugh a little bit, but yeah, like, I, I was think, thinking about I think it. that humanized him for you. And the humanizing thing is big, you know, like uh, I was saying last week, you know, like if, you know, God forbid Bezos went up and like the rocket exploded or whatever, you know, it'd be sad because someone died. But like, I wouldn't like mourn for him or whatever, because like he hasn't right. impacted anyone. Like I was thinking about it and we've talked I, about celebrity. I, I've got to beg to differ on that. I ordered a shirt yesterday and it was here today. So he has impacted somebody. Oh, okay, he there you go. Uh, well, the, I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, when Leather, when Leonard Nimoy died, I was like very sad. And I was sure. like, I don't know. I don't know if Leonard Nimoy has given a charity, but he's like, he's emotionally impacted me with his performances on screen. And, uh, and Elon has emotionally impacted me with his weirdness. And yes, I know yeah. he has Asperger's. I'm not trying to like, uh, be ableist or, or right. you're not or, shaming him or no, yeah. no, I'm not trying to tease his neurodivergence, but he's very quirky on Twitter. Um, I love and, that you just use two buzzword phrases. That what? was great, but go what ahead. What were they? What were the Neurodivergence Neuro uh -huh. and, uh, oh boy, one right before that. Oh, you were right there. Oh, ableist. Were, yes, being an ableist. You were right there. Man, yeah. you are woke as hell. Thank you. You're Thank definitely you. the most woke of the two of us. <laughs> you are the most woke. All right, so you know what? You're not an ableist, and you're not uh, mocking his mental divergence. Not at all. I, I, of course I love not. I mean, well, we I, all know that. We do. You know, we know you're yeah, not that petty. That's my clear. job to be that petty. Right. Just being very clear. But he's he's been entertaining. He's been kind of a humanized guy. He seems like he just kind of wants to 
you know, have fun and maybe share the fun a little bit? Because he wouldn't be sitting on Twitter, like popping off these like bizarre tweets that are objectively hilarious a lot of the time. If he didn't, you know, kind of get a kick out of like giving people a kick out of his tweets, right? I so don't know. Talk to all the people who took a beating in cyber uh, or yeah, cryptocurrency because he went on and tweeted something and I have crypto. The poop hole. I have crypto. I wasn't real happy about that, but like, right. you know, whatever. He's entitled to his opinions and he's right. Yes, he is. He's right. Bitcoin costs an enormously disproportionately high amount of energy. It is. Yes. It, you the know, mining. The mining right. for the Bitcoin. I have two buzzwords about Bitcoin. Mining <laughs> is one of them. And crypto is the other. No, but that, all right. So he's going to go up. So we won't, we won't yell about that. Um, I just, the whole thing is just, the whole thing is just bizarre. And it's like, it's, why don't they all, why don't the three of them just stand in a field and whip out their junk to measure who's bigger? That's because that's what this is. You know, you know, it was like, oh, Branson went that high. I'm going this high. And now, now you know that Elon is going, all right, I got to get at least a foot and a half farther than Bezos. So just make just make my wiener-shaped rocket like a half inch bigger. And then I'll show him when I when I whip it out that his is still flaccid and I am a big rocket man. Oh my. A big sturdy rocket man blasting through space, leaving a trail of my energy. Wink wink. So that's that. That is that. That is that. Hey, here's good news. Uh, the pandemic is rearing its head again. Never went away. Big numbers. Every place is going. Los Angeles County back wearing masks. Other places back uh, having mask mandates. Pediatricians groups saying that children need to wear masks in school in the fall. And uh, yet we still got people running around not getting vaccinated. So I'm getting, I'm getting tired of, of having to uh, coddle the ignorant. That's my hot take. I'm tired of coddling the ignorant. And I don't want, listen, if you have a medical condition or a religious objection, that's one thing. But if you really think that uh, they're putting microchips in us, and this is, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because this is an old thing, but we thought it was gone and now it's back. And every state is having big jumps in numbers and it's all based on people who haven't gotten vaccinated. And the Surgeon General and everybody said, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Now, I wish no one ill will, but at some point, ill will is coming and it's your own damn fault. It's a pandemic of uh, misinformation and uh, bad education and bad communication. The agencies could have done a better job, but also, like, why is it legal to go on to certain media outlets and say some of the objectively untrue things that are being said. Like mm -hmm. th there is a point and I, you know, I know everyone's entitled to their opinion. In no, they're not. Speech, no, you're but entitled like, to your opinion, but we're not, we don't have to listen to it. Th there is a point where like literally lying about facts that we know about from hundreds of years of medicine, et cetera. Like right. there's a point where that, that's like, that, that, that directly harms people shouldn't be you know out of, like free speech should have some limits you know it does already but we, like, we've decided it doesn't for this what, what's the difference between walking into a crowded theater and yelling fire and like going on fox news and saying that like the vaccines are killing people which they're not by the way like no they're what's not. the difference 
They're both there lies. There is no difference. These like, people, these people need to start being held accountable. Because yeah. and what they today Twitter suspended Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. Uh, finally, it's like okay, listen, that's not taking away your free speech. It's taking away your ability to lie to the gullible who are for whatever reason listening to your dribble drivel and uh, and sucking it up spooning it up and just go yeah that's right and i listen i tried to be nice i tried to be understanding i tried to see both sides screw that you know th this is this is dumb it was dumb from the beginning and yes could things have been handled better sure probably but this was a you know nobody had gone through this before but you know the hypocrisy of these bad body bad choice i'm not getting vaccinated stay away from me people who want to get in everybody else's business shut up and you're not you're not a scientist you're not learning something from facebook you're you're just you're just a stubborn petulant little child who is going along with your little group and saying i'm not going to do this and then you're going to be the first ones who scream and yell and cry when it gets to the point where businesses have to close again, and some of these businesses barely made it through the first time. And we're starting to see a little light because, hey, if people can get vaccinated and can come out wherever they are and you know patronize our business again, we might actually survive, which everybody wanted. And now you're effing it up because you're the lot of Fauci ouchie. Shut up, Lord Bobert from the Colorado. Oh, these people, they're just, you know, and all here's it. Here's a secret. All those people probably vaccinated all of them. Oh yeah. So if you're believing them, I, I can't, I can't anymore. I can't have any sympathy anymore. Did, and I uh, don't, ugh. did you hear about the Bill Burr thing? No. What happened with Bill Burr? All right. So I listened to Bill, Bur Bill Burr has a podcast called Bill Burr's Monday morning podcast Got comes on Monday mornings. Shocking. Very nice, very good fitting title then. I know. For him to put it out on Monday. Weirdly, there's a Thursday edition called the Thursday afternoon, Monday morning podcast. That seems weird. Seems weird. But uh very funny. And I love his political rants because he hates everyone involved in politics. Yes. He he goes on these things. He's like, I don't care if you're wearing a red tie or blue underwear, you know, I you're all lying sacks of whatever. So anyway. He on his podcast said something along the lines of uh you can't uh you um you can't believe the garbage that these people are spewing on CNN and on Fox News and on M MSNBC and the whole lot of them they're all liars you know something like that. Well, Fox News quoted him and cut him off at CNN. So they played the thing being like, oh, you garbage people, you know, all the liars at CNN or whatever. So it was oh, this like epic rant. Of course rant. they did. Of course, just a clip it. And anybody that's ever listened to his podcast knows that there's no way that was. He So he went on another rant a couple of days later. And I, I think they had to do a retraction or whatever. But it's just like, like that's. Like, I, I would love to get like a Republican's take or like a Fox News, I hate the left versus right thing. Like we're all so much more alike than we are different. But like, I would love to get a Fox News viewer's take on like, what do you think of this? Like, what do you think of this network that you watch playing half a clip and cutting it off yeah. and completely changing the context of it? Like that is well, a- Well, then it'll be the what about-isms. 
well, what about what about MSNBC saying that or Rachel Maddow playing something out of context? Because both because everybody does it. That's the problem. Uh, there's no there's no high ground. You you don't ha nobody has the higher ground because everybody does it. But this is misinformation is always dangerous, but this is literally without any sort of exaggeration, life-threatening. Mm -hmm. There are more, more cases are coming. All the medical experts are saying this Delta variant is, has more mutations. It's more uh, contagious. And yeah, I'm vaccinated. My family's vaccinated. I'm walking around. I'm happy as hell not wearing a mask. I don't want to go back to wearing a mask, but I'm going to have to probably, you know, um, because because there, there's so many people who won't. And yeah. then how, I don't know how you argue with numbers. You're a science guy. How do you argue with numbers? How do you say, well, of all these cases, the majority of these cases are from people who are not vaccinated. How do you argue that? Not you personally, but how mm -hmm. how does a they're not rational. That's what I don't understand. How does anybody argue this? And how do these. How do these networks and these pundits and everybody else get to go on and say, because you know, we are not allowed when we are on probably here too, but when we're on the radio, we can't issue calls to action and try to get people to do stupid stuff. You know, we can't tell them to risk their lives and go out and ignore that, but they're getting away with it. They're, they're don't, don't get these. And they just, they just lie. And there's these gullible people who suddenly all went to medical school who are believing it yeah and no but it's everybody even the presidential debates even if they're moderated by like a cnn or an msnbc you know some like liberal left or whatever outlet like they'll ask That's a question right. like do you believe in climate change and like it climate change is real you don't ask do you believe in climate change you say do you understand climate science <laughs> or do you do you comprehend what it what is objectively happening not like do you believe it like that's the tooth fairy or santa claus right just the framing of the question itself is inherently like messed up because we don't like really have real journalism. Yeah, you don't have to believe it. It's anymore. Happening. Yeah, we don't because we, yeah, we don't have real journalism anymore. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, right. But yeah, well, yeah, so. it's it's like the thousands of tweets uh, the first day here that it'll get below zero. So much for global warming. <laughs> Yeah, really. That global warming's really do you think taking off. Us, huh? Do you think it'll make us start wearing pants again? That's what I want to know. Because I've I've really enjoyed walking into Menards showing Menards. You know what I mean? I do. <laughs> I know your Nards. Yeah, uh, I I had to buy dress clothes. Uh, Why? I had to buy well because we're going to a wedding next month, and unfortunately, the pandemic has been uh, very rough on me. I'm I'm going. I've mentioned this before. I'm 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 working on going back in the other direction, but I put on a little weight, and so my suits and stuff didn't fit. And I was like, "Oh man, now I got to buy structured clothing." And it wearing structured clothing sucks. That's why I keep eyeing jobs in Hawaii so I can just wear shorts and Hawaiian shirts the rest of my life. Structured clothing, you know, like a suit jacket and pants with a waistband and a dress shirt. And a bow tie. I I understand what you were referring to, but I'd never heard it referred to as structured clothing. It's structured clothing. I'm I'm a very I'm a fashionista, Cody. I know the terms. Structured clothing. Like what like I'm wearing Castro? now is like Castro. What do you mean? You're a fascist. Like I'm Castro? I'm a fascist nista. I'm a fashion fashionista. I'm very strict about what I wear and what people wear around me. 
Wow. Yes. I'm go maybe I go like Castro. He wears the untucked military jacket all the time. That's right, dude. Yeah. I need something where I can be untucked all the time. Get some get some camo. You'll be very fascist forward. I, oh, I like that. Very clever and stylish. I used mm -hmm. to have a pair of ca uh, camouflage cargo pants. I really thought you were going to say Castro like cosplay attire. No. I was very excited. I have smoked a Cuban cigar, but uh, I and, gave you a Cuban cigar. You have, and I've had a Cuban sandwich. There's a bug in my office. Why? And it's a it's <laughs> it is microscopic practically, but it only flies around my face. Whether I'm at my desk over there or I'm in my closet. I can't do it and I can't kill it. It's imp I want, I would kill it, but I don't no, have the, gotta kill it. I don't have the hunting prowess. Do you I have need... an aerosol can and a lighter? Could you go all <laughs> Gene Simmons on it? I'm going to take a flame throw into this place. I know that was Al Pacino, not Gene Simmons. I was using two different analogies. Interesting. Uh, I'm no, I have too much sensitive recording equipment. That's true. God, I'm tempted. Oh, I'm telling you, man. I I hate when there's I'm I've gotten good at killing flies around the house. Not too many, you know, because we have to open the screen door to let the dogs in and out. And sometimes they're lackadaisical about getting in quick, so we get a few flies in the house. Mm. And I don't want fly paper hanging around like I'm in some meat packing plant somewhere. So I got to rat tail these flies or mush them with the blinds or whatever it is. And uh, yeah, I don't. I, last night I was sitting. Debbie had gone to bed, and I was sitting watching TV. And over near the fireplace, I see something scurry across the floor and I couldn't tell what it was. And it wasn't big enough. I knew it wasn't big enough to be like a mouse or something, but I'm like, Oh boy. Uh, and part of me wanted to just ignore it. And then part of me is, I, you know me, I can't ignore this. So I got up. It was just a, a, like a millipede, but it was too far back. I couldn't get to it. I would have had to move the TV stand and everything, but I saw it hiding back there. It's like, oh, you little son of a gun. Uh, yeah, I don't I mush all those. I, you know, is it a gnat? Dot wants to know, do you have a gnat in your, uh, is it a fruit fly? A or not. fly? Is it a gnat or not? <laughs> I have a salt gun. Have you ever heard of these? A salt gun? Yeah. Like an M16? Uh, it's more of a shotgun. All right. No, my uh, my my sister. No, my what is a salt gun? My sister's got one of these. They gave one to every one of my siblings for Christmas, and it's a bright green gun. You load it with salt pellets, and you cock it back, and you shoot it like a shotgun, and it fires a blast of salt, and it's designed to kill insects. I would love it if you start blasting your <laughs> blasting your studio with it. That'd I keep it out of. I keep it out of the way, uh, away from my kid. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, you have not, to. It doesn't use gunpowder, but it's just salt. You just pour salt in the top, and it just black. And it's salt. It's harmless. Really? It's not going to attract any bugs, right? That would be excellent. Mm -hmm. So you're just sitting out on the porch, blasting bugs? Well, I, don't, I feel like that'd be a little... I mean, why would I do that? I really yeah, outside bored. you're in there. Out, outside you can't do that. Excuse uh, me. Outside you're in there... Uh, you're in their world, but mm. once they come through, once they come through the window, they're in your world, and they're in a world of hurt. Bug assault 2.0 insect eradication gun. The limited edition model sports a unique handcrafted water transfer graphic camouflage design. Now in pink. 
Yeah. Uses ordinary table salt to kill flies and similar bugs. Mm -hmm. Each shot uses just a pinch of ordinary salt. Oh my God. If that's, I, I can see myself running all over the house, blasting salt <laughs> for about 20 minutes until Debbie actually calls the police. and has me, uh, um, don't millipedes are going to eat whatever I don't want in the house. Mm. All right. Uh, so when Marta says whatever is good uh, in your office will die. Marta also said, no, Marta, my bow ties didn't, uh, my bow ties still fit me. It's mm. other stuff, but, uh, so wow, this looks do? good. What do you mean? What I do find a good suit. Oh no. I, uh, what I did was I, uh, I did, I haven't wanted to buy anything new because I don't want to, I want to get back to my old stuff, you know, so I'm not spending a lot of money, but I found a really nice sport coat on sale. And then uh, I've been Amazon and uh, the hell out of things, getting like uh, trying to find a dress shirt. And I got some pants to go. So I'm going to look really good uh, mm. on a budget. I'm going to look very good on a, you know, you, you'll look at me and go, eh, that guy looks like a million bucks. And really it's uh, nowhere, nowhere near 150 bucks. I'm way under, <laughs> I'm looking, looking good. Um, so that's what I did. But it, it was just, it, it was very embarrassing for me to have to buy something new. You know, because I'd worked so hard to to get up. And I understand, listen, I understand the pandemic was rough for everybody. I'm not making excuses, even though everybody is still making excuses for the pandemic. Uh, it's kind of a good excuse. It is a good excuse. Uh, we ordered, uh, I think I told you about going with my, going to my mom's when a month or so ago, early June, to help her order blinds for her windows because she doesn't have anything covering her windows. And they were supposed to take three weeks. Now it's been about six weeks. And they were like, oh, yeah, well, uh, they were back ordered. Why didn't you tell us that? Well, with the pandemic, we don't have the manpower to call everybody and tell them things are back ordered. I'm like, you're not calling everybody. You're calling people whose check you already cashed. How about that? You didn't have a problem with it. You didn't have a, ma a lack of manpower to cash my check. Um, I still have Menard's rebates from last May that I'm waiting to get back. Oh, for your, oh, you're waiting from your dishwasher fiasco? No, no, no. From, uh, hold on. I see it. Is that it? Kill it. Hold on. I'm going to kill, kill this. Kill it. Oh, it's on the wall. It's on kill the wall. I need like a paper or something. Oh, you got to keep a dish towel or something around. Cody's going to murder something. Take a life, Cody. Show your bloodlust. This is exciting. Ooh. I hope that paper comes down with some blood on it. Did you get it? Get it? Did you get it? I don't know. It's it's not on the paper, but it was really small. So I I don't know. I feel like maybe I might have got. Yeah, maybe you just hit it so hard it just completely evaporated. Or you wounded it and it's going to get back up. All right. To be continued, I may have killed it. That's very exciting for me. Wow. Or we Sandy wants about? Sandy wants you to bring a frog into the studio so the frog can eat the bug with its tongue. Ooh, there you I go. think no, I I want to see you use that uh, salt gun. <laughs> I just want to see you blasted stuff. Now, if you and I both had, if you and I had both had salt guns and we had like a salt gun war, could we get hurt? Yes. Yes. Oh, eh, forget it then. Yeah. What if? What if I stood on my deck and I wanted to season something on the grill? Could I blast it with the salt gun? Probably, but if you're too close distance, it might blow the meat off the grill. It comes out that hard? I think so, yeah. 
wow, this is exciting. I've got a new toy. Maybe I'll take it to the uh, Rocky Mountains with me. Go hunting. There you go. I'm not. What were we lie. talking about before I saw that bug? We were talking about uh, what were we talking about? It had something to do with uh, the clothes and the pandemic. Oh, the blinds and your Menards. Your Menards yeah. rebates. Wow, no. I took a long way to get there, but I got us there. Me too. No. No, 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 no. The, all that stuff. No, the Menard, uh, the dishwasher was Lowe's. They refunded me right away. Okay. Um, no, Menards, you know, save big money. Sure, you got to save big money. You mail in the check or the receipt, you get the 10% or whatever, 11%, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, so I went in in like November, let's say, maybe December. It had been a few months since I'd sent in some of these receipts. I was all like, right. hey, I'm waiting for these, uh, for these rebates. Uh, you know, what's the deal? And she said, oh, you know, it's going to be at least June. I was like, what? <laughs> she said, yeah, yeah, we're, they're just so backed up because the pandemic happened. And I get it. Like, they're not going to hire extra help for the rebate right. center to send people money, right? That's that's a double loss. So I get it. But, you know, like these doors for my office, they were a thousand bucks. 10% wow. of that's a hundred bucks, right? That's a hundred bucks. One purchase, it's a hundred bucks, right? Haven't gotten that credit. So what the heck, you know? But I, I have at least 250 to $300 in Menard's credit that I should have that I don't. Yeah, you that, want that money back. That's a lot of money. Yes, it you know, is. What the heck? You Listen, you're not going to get any argument from me. I'm not building rocket ships to go to the moon. Mm -hmm. It's not happening. I I value $300. I'm ready to go. I think your uh, father-in-law is watching this. Because I just got an email that uh, I, th it, I believe is your father-in-law's first name, George? Yeah. Then he just subscribed and he's watching the broadcast. Oh, look at that. Sweet. Yeah, very nice. Followed. You know, follow is the new subscribe language. Is that what it is? I don't know. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Apple said that because subscribe implies, this is a new podcast lingo in case you start hearing it. Subscribe implies that you're paying for a product. So the term subscribe has confused listeners of podcasts oh, for a long time. That so they'd have to pay to for it. Exactly. If you're brand new to podcasting, you don't know anything about it. And people say, you know, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook, subscribe to my podcast. Then it's like, well, wait a minute, that's different. Um, so the official Apple language changed a couple months ago and they're like, now everyone is told to follow a podcast. So you should okay. follow realities may vary. Like on and follow. Yeah, like and follow. Okay, so follow us. Yeah. Look at us on the cutting edge. Thank you. Thanks uh, to you, Cody. Right? So we telling people to download my uh, MP3. Or listen to me on mini disc, or come and wow. I'll just yell at you in my front yard. <laughs> All the ways that I get people to listen to me—that's <laughs> how I do it. Uh, do you care at all about the Olympics? Are you going to follow the the Olympics that really won't be happening because some people are not allowed to? Uh, you know, people are getting sick, and the journalists and athletes are not allowed to leave their hotels, and nobody's allowed to go to the events. Heard about that. It's very sad. It was funny is in 2016 or 17, I put the Tokyo Olympics on our calendar because oh. the intent was in, you know, the year before the Olympics, we should talk to all my friends and organize a trip to Tokyo because I want to go oh, go to the Olympics. that would have been cool. So it turns out if you put something on the calendar for like a random month, years in advance, you should probably put a reminder to book said trip because <laughs> it got to be like March and I'm looking through the calendar for the year. And I was like, Oh yeah, the Olympics are this year. <laughs> I guess we're Oops. not, I, 
it's kind of a moot point this time. I but, was going to uh, say you're lucky you didn't book it because you wouldn't have been able to go anyway. You'd have been sitting yeah. in Tokyo in your hotel room for three weeks. Uh, listen, talk to the people for talk to the people for a second. I uh, I will be right back. All right, be right back. So ha handle um, things for a second. I know you can. Uh, you are sure. uh, you are very good. <laughs> All right, I like that the some equipment is still on. I hope it. Now we're going to hear him start yelling from the next room. What are you talking about? Of course I turned it off. Yeah, turn it off. Why is the oven still on? I don't know. You got the pizza in there. That's how Brian talks now. No, did the Olympics thing so messed up because like uh, all all of history, especially the last few decades, has shown that like any city that hosts the Olympics loses an insane amount of money, just in just billions of dollars over the long term, right? Like you know they they, they build like half a billion dollars in stadiums. And then they make a few hundred million back from like ticket sales and stuff. But then you can see, you can literally look at pictures of stadiums from Rio. That was like, I was either the last Olympics or the one before that. Stadiums in Rio are just falling apart. Like no one's using them. They're literally collapsing. So um, that extra sucks for Japan because, you know, a decade ago, less than a decade ago, they had the big, you know, the tsunamis and all the, you know, the, the meltdown, the reactor deal wasn't a meltdown, but the whole, Fukushima disaster and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm sure they had to spend a lot of money reinvesting to rebuild all that stuff. Then they're putting in all this money to get all this stuff for the Olympics. And you know, it's all, it's all very sad. I'm very sad for all that stuff. And I'm bummed that I still haven't gotten to go to Japan at this rate. You know, who knows if I'll ever be able to go whatever, but, but you know, woe is me, right? Like, come on, that's the tip of the iceberg, but, uh, that's a bummer. My hearts go out my heart, all of my hearts, all three of my hearts, uh, I have one actually, but it it beats. What's the what's the Grinch? What's the Grinch line? Beats ten sizes to. I don't know. Fill in the rest. I think I saw another bug just now, but we'll just we'll just pretend that didn't happen. Anyway, thankfully Brian is back, uh, and that is what we call the aristocrats. Wait, where's my? There I am. Where is your thing? I don't know. Where's my? Uh, where's my camera? Your face? There it is. Uh -huh. No, there it is. And we uh, call it I, the aristocrats. <laughs> Welcome back, Brian. I should, uh, from now on, uh, going forward, because part of part of me uh, embracing the old lifestyle is to hydrate a lot more, drink a lot more water. Mm -hmm. So uh, every week, you should have one story put aside that uh it's your toilet tail so that when i have to run off to the bathroom you can tell a story if that's possible um so what were you talking about what'd you tell besides the aristocrats joke which is excellent no i went into the uh I did the japan thing my uh the long and the short of it was um nice. cities usually you lose a ton of money when they oh, host yeah. the olympics so japan's like doubly screwed and that's really sad that's all it is sad and i and i get it uh i get why you'd want to keep it going because we all thought uh we all thought this was going to be done. Japan's rollout was a lot slower for the vaccine. And, uh, you know, now they're they're doing everything they can to try to keep this thing going. But, man, more and more athletes are getting sick. And uh, they don't want the athletes banging around, so they're giving them cardboard beds. Did you see that story? No. What? Yes. Well, it, it was debunked a little. But it came out the in the Olympic Village normally, uh, and we've talked about this story you know, every Olympics. Oh, I'm they obsessed give, with this. Yeah. They give out a lot of condoms, 
uh, because Olympic athletes are knocking boots like there's no tomorrow. And you got to figure, of course, right? If you're a world-class athlete surrounded by other world-class athletes, and a lot of you are between 18 and 25, and you're in another country, and you know, you're all greased up because your events are done, and maybe you got a medal, you're gonna man. Well, they're they're trying to keep that at bay here in uh, Tokyo. Uh so they built the the story came out that they built these beds out of cardboard, which is true. And it was it was spun that they built these cardboard beds so that the athletes could not have sex in them. However, that story was debunked by an Irish athlete uh, who was in a video jumping up and down on this bed because the beds the beds will hold up to 450 pounds. And as one track uh, track athlete said, that's like four of us. So there's <laughs> so the point is. Uh, Japan said, no, we made them out of this cardboard material so they could be recycled after the Olympics, which makes sense. Uh, but it was still a funny story that they made athletes sleep in cardboard beds. The room that this, this uh, Irish athlete was in was unbelievable, uh, very Spartan. It looked like a really bad dorm room the day you move in. There oh. were like two twin cardboard beds and two little open front closets. Um, so it, it was, did you get it? God, I don't dying. know, but I got my computer monitor. And I was going to say, I'm dying for you to knock your monitor over or something. I literally did knock my monitor, uh, kind of off the wall, but it might've been worth it. What just okay. happened here? Hold on. This is my tripod. There we go. What do we got going here? It's exciting to watch you try to kill something. If I don't kill this fly, I'm going to lose my mind. It's a little nap thing. Drop my hat off of here. Just falling apart. Just falling apart. But yeah, um, all here I'm going to show like, you. I'm going to show you a picture of the. Uh, going to show you a picture of the cardboard bed. This is from the New York Times. So there's a picture of the bed. All right. Sustainable. Looks like sustainable. It's sustainable. Holds 450 pounds. Uh, there's a little nightstand, and then there's a little tiny closet that uh, that goes along with it. It's a recyclable cardboard bed. And mattress for the athletes, but that's that doesn't look that comfortable for somebody who really needs to be comfortable. But it's not going to stop them from doing uh, doing the dirty. No bed is going to stop them from doing the dirty. These are guys who can and ladies who can suspend themselves in the Iron Cross. Dude. You know, they can they can use uneven bars. They can do all sorts of things. Like, forget going to space, right? If I had enough, if I could do one thing, it'd be go to a party in the Olympic Village during the Olympics. That really? to me, that to me is, is, pardon the pun, worlds better than going to space. That's got to rival uh, the old uh, the old school parties at the Playboy Mansion. Oh, easily. E uh, blow it out of the water. Blow it out of the yeah. water. No way. Blow it hey, out of the water. Because you could probably pass for some sort of runner maybe or uh i couldn't pass for anything these days a javeliner skeet shooter skeet shooter sure an equine athlete curling maybe i don't know but uh no i uh that that would be my my ultimate dream because like yeah 
Yeah, because like, uh, everybody is every. It's very superficial to say, but I don't know all their intellects. But everybody is in unbelievable shape. I bet they're all pretty smart. I, yeah, I'm not saying I don't know that though. I'm just looking at them sure. from the outside, from a purely listen. I'm a, I'm a superficial guy. Yeah, uh, and I'm very angry that uh, the IOC told one of the Paralympians that her uh, her little running shorts were her long jump shorts were too short. She got. I I read on the it, this uh, this athlete has a neurological. Uh, what do you call it? Some sort of condition that she can't really control her muscles. And so she's a, a Paralympian and she's a long jumper and she's won medals before. And, uh, you know, they all wear those tiny little like underpants shorts, mm. you know, and, uh, at one of the games, they, the IOC told her they were too short. And that's really the only reason I watch beach volleyball. Dude, IOC back off IOC. Come on. What are you doing? Yeah, The IOC needs to relax. You know, come on, keeping people out for smoking weed, wearing shorty shorts, putting people on cardboard beds. What's going on over there? Dude, those Olympic village parties, just like, it's like a Greek God orgy. That's what it is. <laughs> just chiseled everything everywhere. The ticket is to work at the McDonald's at the Olympic village. I've because, heard that that is very popular. Because apparently it's insanely popular and. I'm guessing you don't have to be an Olympic athlete to get in. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe it's like young athletes in training. Maybe they take like 16 year old athletes from like college, from like high school, like big high school teams or whatever. And they like, they put them in the McDonald's and they're like, Hey, we're you can like aspire. You, know, you can see your heroes and aspire. And who knows? I don't know if they got to be jacked as well. I know, but that sounds like a recipe for uh horrific disaster. Uh, Want to be eighteen? Okay. Well, yeah, you gotta college, be eighteen. Maybe. College. Yeah, well, college. anyway. Yeah, somebody, maybe somebody who didn't quite make the team, like the the last person cut. How awful would that be? Oh, I was the last person cut from the gymnastics team. Now I'm serving Big Macs. <laughs> because that's your way in, right? You're in the Olympic Village. You're giving all these athletes what they want already. So yeah. all you're just you're Hot just. Beat. Oh. You're an invite away. You're a you're a drunk Olympian waltzing into McDonald's at 3 a.m. to order 14 Big Macs away from getting invited to one of these parties. I just shift almost over. I just won four gold medals. You get back here to party. That's it. Life made. You're right. Die happy. That would be because you got to figure once their events are done, they're just there to party. Oh my God. So if um, you were walking yeah. down the street at like two in the morning with a giant bag of hamburgers, you could be the most popular guy in the Olympic village. Mm -hmm. Wow. 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 Oh, uh, Cindy brought this up that the IOC told an almost blind deaf athlete that they couldn't bring their aid. So the athlete was not able to go and the aid was her mom because they couldn't bring There's so such limits now on how many people can go over there. That, uh, you know, I was reading the Tribune has pretty good coverage. Uh, Stacey St. Clair and, and uh, some other guy are over there covering the Olympics. They're allowed to leave their hotel room for 15 minutes to run across the street to the mini mart. That's that's it. They had to be there, I think, two weeks before to quarantine in their hotel. They get 15 minutes and they said it is very, very strict that they walk down to leave. And when they sign out, the security guard points at the timer 
and it's 15 minutes. So they can't go anywhere else. They can't stop at like the noodle shop that's right next to the hotel. They can't go down to the train station to get some or the Grand Center to get something to eat. They can run right across to like whatever the Japanese version of 7-Eleven is, pick up their stuff and run back. Wow. Yeah. I, you know, it's easy. It's easy to say, well, they shouldn't have had it, you know, but there's all these, all these athletes who've dedicated their entire lives for like one shot because, you know, if you're a javelin thrower, you're not getting a lot of endorsement deals after if you miss your, if you miss the Olympics and you miss out on a medal, it was cool. You might've gotten a scholarship and you got to go to the Olympics. That was congratulations on all of that stuff. But if you miss the, if the, if they cancel the Olympics again, you're like, I can only throw javelin for so many years, you know, mm -hmm. and my eight years are bought up. So it's, it's, it's gotta suck to be these uh, poor athletes. You know, I didn't even know that the, it was starting that snuck up on me. Yeah, it's coming. Man. Well, you're busy. You're busy staying out all night eating White Castles, ignoring your family. Uh, you, you don't have time to read the news. You're tweeting hot takes. You got stuff going on all the time. I don't blame you. You got bugs. You're infested with flying insects in your studio. So I'm I'm pretty sure I'm on my monitor because there is a streak of dead bug <laughs> on my monitor. So I, I got that one. You got the bug I'm, juice on there. I, I don't know if it was the one because, you know, you see the one bug fluttering around and it bothers you all day. And then you're like, and then you kill it. And you're like, was that only one? And did I kill the one that was in this office? Could it have been that annoying? Could it have been that persistently annoying? Or does it follow that there has to be multiple? I haven't seen one since, but only time will tell. Hmm. <laughs> it's probably one that has been circulating all around. You have a lot of lights in there. Maybe it's drawn to the lights. And your dulcet tones. Oh. I like that you're looking around like you're, you're under attack. I am under attack. Are you? Really? Debbie's downstairs watching a scary movie. She's going to be terrified when I come to go downstairs. What movie? She's watching A Quiet Place. Do you ever see that? I'm Googling it. It's uh, uh, John Krasinski was in it with uh, his beloved Emily Blunt, some sort of alien invasion. I thought about you and your little bugs in there, but um, you have to be quiet. You have to be absolutely silent. Well, a new one came out, Quiet Place 2. Uh, and I said to Debbie, oh, we should watch it. it was, uh, it's streaming on one of the services. And I said, we should watch it. And she said, I've never seen num the, the original. And I know I watched it because I remember sitting in my basement in the big chair at the old house watching it. And she must not have been there. So she decided she was going to watch it while we were doing this so that then she could, uh, then we could watch the new one together. It was directed by John Krasinski and co-written yes. by John Krasinski. That's right. right. Look at that. Once the more starring John Krasinski, the original one. And his yeah. bride, Emily Blunt. Hello. Look Who's now co-starring with The Rock in Jungle Cruise. Which seems like a really bad ripoff of the African Queen. I did see Coming to America, by the way, on your recommendation seven months the, ago. The original or the the original? Yes. Did you like it? Yeah. It was funny. Very funny. Holds yeah. up. Totally holds up. It does. 
it does hold. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Are you going to watch Coming to America? I think the so. New one? I think at some point we haven't been, uh, we haven't had time to watch a lot of movies lately. What was the last one we watched? We watched, um, oh God, we watched a, we watched a Hitchcock movie last Ooh. week. We watched Notorious. Oh, I haven't seen that in ages and ages. Dude, I got it. Man, 99% of Hollywood directors have failed to make a movie as good as Notorious in the last 75 years. Yeah. Like, the guy was a humble, just a, the, the, the master of his craft. You the know, master of suspense. I mean, you just... You, yeah, the the suspense, the the drama, the all of it, just Hitchcock, that guy, like he he got film, he understood cinema, he, he just uh, and it's it goes so much beyond the horror stuff, you know. Like I know he's so much more well known for some of those movies, but sure, but dude, Notorious, just your your standard noir, shockingly different about it, but God, so good, so good. So. All right, so there's Cody's click, pick to click. Mm hmm. Watching Notorious, go back. I like going back and watching old movies that I haven't seen before, uh, or or had that I haven't seen in a while. You know, it doesn't. We've been, we haven't watched. You know, it's not like we're watching all the time. But the other night, what was it? Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. So we had been running. We spent all day Saturday over at my mom's house, and I teased her because my brother, my brother's coming into town. My brother and my niece and my sister in law. And for the first time in years, because of what we've been doing for the last year at my mom's house, there's a place for people to stay. And my mom's very excited that they're going to stay at her house. But there were some things that she wanted She wanted clear. We had to, a little bit that we had to finish to make the three bedrooms completely done. And then she was like, oh, will you find me somebody who will come in and uh, do some some of this cleaning for me? Because she's 85. And I'm like, and, and she... She's embarrassed by that, but I'm like, you're 85. There's some stuff you just can't do, and there's nothing wrong with getting somebody to do it. I thought she meant like hiring a cleaning person to come in. Well, uh, that cleaning person was me and Debbie, mm -hmm. um, because it, because I said, oh, we we'll find somebody for you. No, I don't want it. And it wasn't. She wanted. She has stainless steel appliances in the kitchen. They were all nasty. She wanted the fronts cleaned. Uh, her microwave. I think she cooked a cat in there. Mm. Uh, I have never seen Cody, the inside of a microwave as I don't care where you work and you've gone into your, your break room and you've opened the microwave and you've thought, Oh my God, what happened in here? Take the worst microwave you've seen and multiply it by 17 and a half. Oh boy. The microwave. And what happened was whatever exploded in there, she hurt her shoulder so she couldn't reach up to clean it. So it just, it's just lived in there when she, she hurt her shoulder so she, and she's got one, you know, the microwave built in above the oven and the stove and stuff. So she couldn't reach it. So she was like, I need the microwave cleaned out. And I, this, this stuff down in the downstairs shower, the glass I'd like. To clean. And I was like, okay. So then we said, all right, we're going to get somebody. No, I don't want anybody to do it. I said, all right. So Debbie Still and I fit in your hazmat suit. Well, we had Debbie had found some stainless steel cleaning wipes that she used on our stuff, and she found some microwave cleaner 
that you spray in there. Then you turn on the microwave and it kind of cooks everything off. So she was like, all right, we'll get it and we'll go out and do it. And I'm thinking this can't take very long. It took all day. We were there all day, which mm. is fine. But, uh, so Debbie, Debbie was working while I was working in the downstairs bathroom. Debbie was working on this microwave and she used almost an entire bottle of whatever this was, but man, that microwave looks brand new out of the box. It is unbelievable. And because my mom can't, can't reach up there anymore. Um, Oh, Sandy, she, she has a microwave on the counter. I got her. Oh, I took her a microwave. She's got that one on the counter, which is great because now I know she can't use the one up top. So it's going to stay perfectly pristine clean until her shoulders are all better. So no, she's got one. We I took her one and it's on the counter. So she has a microwave and that one nothing has exploded in. And if it has, she can reach that one because it's just on the counter. Um, but anyway, so we were there all day Saturday to the point where uh, – she was like, oh, are we going to get some dinner? And I was like, I must have stunk. Now, you know, I can't smell, but I looked at myself and I went, that guy stinks because I was just coated in gunk and sweat. And, all. <laughs> and I was like, Ma, I'll run and get you something, but we can't go anywhere. <laughs> we got to get home because we were beat up. So Sunday, we're, we're hanging out at the house and I'm running some errands and we decided I was going to cook. But then at some point, um, it also was decided that we were going to have some tropical drinks. So uh, this is all getting back to the movie. I know it's kind of a convoluted trail, but you know how I tell a story. I got a lot to say. So we make some Mai Tais. Uh, I grill some steaks. We have, uh, we have dinner. We have a glass of wine with dinner. And then Debbie's like, let's watch a movie. And I was like, all right, I'll let you pick. So we were going through uh, Amazon Prime, and I'm reading the descriptions of all these movies because Debbie claims she couldn't read it because she didn't have her glasses on. I'm not going to say it was the two Mai Tais and the, uh, and the wine at dinner. I don't know. Who am I to judge? So I'm reading these, and we come across a movie called Wander, and it stars Tommy Lee Jones and Aaron Eckhart. And I'm like, these guys are good actors. And the little synopsis uh, made it sound pretty good. Uh, I fell asleep 20 minutes in. I woke up for the last 10 minutes and Debbie was going, this is the dumbest movie I've ever seen. All I know is Aaron, Aaron Eckhart used to be a cop and now he lives in the desert because his, his daughter and wife were killed in a car wreck and he's a conspiracy theorist. And then Tommy Lee Jones uh, is his, they do a podcast, Cody, a crazy conspiracy podcast. And something is going on in the town of Wander. And I, I was, hold on. I don't know who Aaron Eckhart is. I'm Googling. You do. Aaron Eckhart's been in a million. Oh, times. he was uh, Two Face in the one of the bad. Yes, movies. yes, 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 yes. Okay. He's been in a ton of stuff. Ton of stuff. All right, I'm looking at his IMDb. Hmm. You you'd recognize him. He's a good no, actor. No, I reckon. I, but I'm just. You know how sometimes you say, "Well, yes, he's been in a ton of stuff." Some uh, of it good, some of it bad. So I've seen. The only movie I've seen of his is the Dark Knight trilogy. Is that right? Yeah. All right. Well, he's a good actor. And Tommy Lee Jones, everybody loves Tommy Lee Jones. TLJ, yeah, I'm into that. Yeah. So I'm thinking this is going to be good. And there's something going on in this town. And I don't know. And I wake up at the end. So I really, thankfully, I missed all the weird stuff in the middle. So I know how it started. I know how it ended. But don't waste your time. 
Don't waste your time watching Wonder. Here's the thing about all these movies with all these streaming services. And this is a new one. It was only made in 2020, which should have been. It was probably made in like 2017 and just on a shelf. And they were, we need some content. Hey, what about that weird movie with Aaron Eckhart as a conspiracy theorist living out in the desert in a trailer and Tommy Lee Jones coming over, looking all emaciated and uh, getting him all riled up. And they put it out last year. There's too much content. That's the problem. And a lot of the content is not quality. Can we agree? Look, look, case in point. <laughs> well, it's, but, I, I, I was just saying, I saw Notorious. It's a 75-year-old movie, and it's better than most of the movies I've seen recently. Yes, of course it was. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. I had, to pick, I had to pick my favorite movie for um, this, this thing. I, I don't know why I've been embarrassed. I've been hosting this, working for this trivia company, hosting virtual games. And every week we have on Slack, uh, they do a thing where we got they answer a question and we change our profile picture anyway. And this week was uh, we vote. And this week was your favorite movie. Well, my favorite movie is Cool Hand Luke or uh, The Hustler. I was torn between the two. Wait, what? It's the Cool Hand Luke. I thought Cool Hand Luke. Well, The Hustler is the uh, The Hustler is the first one. What's The Hustler? The Hustler is Paul Newman as Fast Eddie Felson. And he takes on Jackie Gleason as Minnesota Fats. Those two are tied. It was it was a very tough call to decide which one, which Paul Newman movie I was going to put as my favorite. And then Unforgiven came in third. But the point is, my old my favorite movies are old movies, just like you were talking about. You know, Unforgiven is not that old, but it's still about twenty years old. And I've enjoyed some movies recently. Obviously, I enjoy all the Marvel movies, but. I'm not going to say they're my favorites because hmm. like I can sit down, I can sit down and watch unforgiven every time it's on or cool hand Luke or the hustler, but I don't find myself going back as much as I love, you know, captain America. And I loved, uh, end game and all the, all the Marvel movies. I don't go back and watch them over and over, you know, like if one, if, if one's on, well, and they're not on. That's the other thing. You don't just come across them. I you have to search them out on Disney Plus. Yeah. And yeah. so if I'm going to one of those services, I'm looking for something new. Yeah, no, no, I'm trying to think of uh, the only movie I really go back to is Spaceballs. It's just the best movie. I have not seen that in so long. Oh my god. It's I, it's the best. It's the best comedy ever made. It just is. Yeah, the other yeah, the other one that I will watch anytime it's on is Back to the Future. Really, I've, I've probably seen Back to the Future. I've seen it a lot. Like wow. Back to the Future is one of the most perfect movies ever made. Just it just is. It's a very good. It's a very good movie. I remember. I remember really enjoying it when it came out. I remember I've seen it a couple times, but I'm not like, oh my god. It's because every line, every little background set dressing, every single thing is either a reference to something earlier in the movie or a callback or foreshadowing or like all the little, little things. Okay. Um, like even like the, his uncle, the, the morning, the table conversation they have at the start of the movie. And they're like, oh, your uncle's in prison or whatever. And then he goes back in time and then his uncle's a baby and he's in the crib and he's in the, uh, you know, in the crib and, and Marty leans down and he goes, you better get used to those bars, buddy. 
And it's just like, <laughs> you would totally miss that unless you'd like been paying attention to the whole movie. And there's, um, there's a guy, uh, who like runs for mayor in the early oh, times, the, the soda shop guy, the soda shop guy. Yeah, 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 exactly. And they're like, there's, there's posters and there's callbacks to that. And it's, yeah, I don't know. And then, I mean, uh, Christopher Lloyd. Oh, he's classic. It, it's that's one of the best characters in movies, right? Yeah. Like doc Brown, the greatest, greatest guy. I mean, yeah. So it's for me, yeah, it's you won't a, get any arguments for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very it's a very fine movie. The other I can watch. Uh, well, Sandy says the uh, the original Odd Couple is uh, is her favorite. That's mm. another another fantastic one. I'll watch the other guys every time it's on with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. I haven't seen it because it's so funny. It's just it's just ridiculously stupid funny. And the beginning the beginning scenes with The Rock and Samuel Jackson make me cry. Every time, because it's so over the top stupid, and Rob Riggle is in it, and ju it's just—if you want to laugh, watch the other guys. All right, you know, it's one of those. I don't seek it out, but if I'm flipping through and it's uh, on, I'll go. All right, yeah, we see what's happening here, and I'll watch. I'll watch a little bit of it, but uh, yeah. So anyway, I, I'm veering toward the old movies, and like the movies that I picked as my favorite were even before my time. So it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't like I watched them as a child. I discovered them and went, oh my God, these are these are unbelievable. And they're both about guys who end up, you know, like Paul Newman played losers better than anybody else. He played a lot of great stuff. You know, I love him in Nobody's Fool and The Verdict. And he's probably my favorite actor. But man, the hustler and uh and cool hand Luke forget it depressing yeah. and just real drama real drama carol says she loves uh here comes mr jordan i don't know if i've seen that one it sounds funny. i know the title but i don't uh i don't know hey i'm going to australia on friday Bear oh yeah on that yeah literally uh, i told you i've been doing i've been working uh from home for this company trivia hub and today i'm i'm in the office doing some stuff and a thing pops up. Hey, we have a game Friday morning at one 30 for a group in Australia. And, uh, and some people from India, can anybody do it? And I'm like, yeah, I can do it. So Friday morning at one 30, our time, which is four 30 Australia time. I am going to be hosting a game for a group of Australians in Australia and some people from India. So I will get to, uh, virtually, I am visiting down under. Sweet. It should be pretty cool. Do you, know? you have a lot of Australian? You've got to mention, oh, the guy from Young Einstein. Yahoo Serious? Yahoo Serious. you got to drop a Yahoo Serious. Maybe I get my hair. Dropping. Maybe I do leave my hair straight out like Yahoo oh, Serious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, and I've got to make a couple Slumdog Millionaire jokes. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm probably going to have a giant knife and I'll say, Oh, you think that's a knife? This is, this is a knife. As I said to the, as I said to my boss, I go, I'm going to, I'm going to take a nap early so I can throw another shrimp on the hack joke. <laughs> so it's very, I'm very excited to be talking to people, uh, across the, I know it, it seems so dumb 
because we do all of this virtually anyway. But there's something about talking to people in real time on the other side of the globe and asking them trivia questions that uh, seems it seems very exciting. It's very cool. No, I, I loved uh, when I was at the global consulting firm, if I was in a call with people in Dubai, I'd be like, oh, I'm talking to people in Dubai. Now, where in Australia are they located? I don't know. I don't know that for sure. I have to look because all the uh, all the business details weren't in yet. Mm. Okay. Because uh, it, it could be Sydney or Melbourne, obviously. Sure. Good chance. But it could be Canberra, which is the capital of Australia. Oh, now, that's I, a very that's a good question. Canberra. Yeah, I could be biased because I listened to you. So back when I did a video game podcast on WGM Plus, yes. we had a sister show in Australia. And the guys Game Life are, Balance Australia. Game Life Balance Australia. And they are in Canberra and they make fun of Canberra relentlessly all the time. And what they would always say is that it's the really boring city right between Sydney and Melbourne. Like you go to Sydney or Melbourne if there's something cool to do, or okay. you go in the middle and it's just like office buildings and it's just super lame. And they make fun of Canberra all the time. <laughs> so if it's in Canberra, you've got to make some joke about how boring Canberra is. And hopefully it's good. I mean, well-received. <laughs> I don't think it'll turn on me. I'm going to Google it. They're going to get on a jet and shoot over here. Canberra think it's fun to live in Canberra. Let's see. What is it like to live in Canberra? Quora.com. Canberra is a fantastic city and is truly unique and very spoilt. Oh, this person moved from Newcastle. Doesn't count. No. You have time to go bushwhacking? This seems dumb. Hold on. I need an actual Australian. I moved from D.C. to Canberra. No, no, no. no. We need a local. I wish, we had, I wish we had a phone where we could call Australia right now. My lifelong school friends in Sydney would quote me things they read about it, like Canberra is as dull as Toronto. Actually, it's duller. I don't know. I'm just saying. Sally says Aussies are the best. They've been, she's been there twice. The friendliest humans you will ever meet. That is actually Australia is on my, my bucket list. Next fall, we're going to Ireland to, uh, to the old sod. And then there's a Australia is another plate. Australian, New Zealand. I want to go to, uh, Italy. I want to go to, uh, I've already Spain. I loved England. I loved so, but yes, I need, and I, I need to go a couple places in the U S of a probably. You know, uh, I've done more. I've done, I've seen a lot in the USA though. I feel like I've done, I feel like I've done a lot, not, not everything, but I've done a lot. And now with going to the Rocky mountains, uh, you know, a little bit now this, uh, this summer. Yeah. And, um, that's good. I've never been to the Pacific Northwest and I've never been to Maine and I'd like to do both of those things. Maine. Okay. That's fair. That's yeah, I like fair. to eat, I like to eat lobster, get some syrup. You know, that kind um, of stuff. And I think Portland or Seattle would be kind of fun to go and see. Uh, yeah, I have some friends that might be moving to Seattle too uh, soon. Which you know, it's like, well, we lose some friends, but we we gain friends. We can visit in Seattle. Oh, see, that's always good. See, that's the that's the nice thing about having friends. Which is why I wish I had a couple that live somewhere that I could go visit them. You know, you visit me in the Western Burbs. I have, and it's exciting. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I've, I've enjoyed not my time out there. I don't know if I'd uh, how long I'd spend out there, 
Uh, I won't bring up the Great Barrier Reef, Great Barrier Reef being unclassified. I'm not. You, listen, I want to be nice, and it's about. I. This is the thing about these these games. Like today, I did a, uh, a game for a group of uh, attorneys in uh, Boston and Providence, half and half. And they were very nice people. They had a good time, but it's sometimes it's hard because people are on these on these Zoom things, and they're with people they work with, and they uh, they don't really want to cut loose too much because you know they have to go back to work with these people tomorrow. Sure. Oh yeah. So, yeah. But it's, yeah. Well, but they're still having fun, and they're still laughing occasionally. And I'm you know I'm gregarious as hell. Let's be honest. So I'm able to uh, I'm able to insert some little jokey jokes in there and get people to feel good about themselves. I, I have tell, Go ahead. No, I was going to, yeah, I always say to people that you're gregarious as hell. I've heard, thank you. I appreciate that. You're, you're my hype man. I, I do get a lot of people going, uh, Brian, what do you do besides this? And I'll go, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm on the radio. I do. Oh, that voice. And I'm, it always shocks me. And I'm not saying that I'm not being uh, I'm not uh, humble bragging. I'm not trying to be. There's no false modesty there. I listen to myself back, and I'm like, oh my god, how have people how have people put up with this uh, for so long? And then other people hear it and they go, oh my god, avoid it. And a lot of it's the ladies, Cody. I'm not mm-hmm. Yeah, the ladies. Uh, they love the sweet baritone that Big Bri brings to them, and the alliteration that I throw around. I was just gonna let it sit there for a sec. I I hoped you would. I just let it bad. Let it let it just breathe. Let it uh, percolate for just a few minutes, and then we See, move on. I used to be told. I used to get told that I had a great radio voice for years, and then sometime after college, maybe I smoked too much weed or something. I don't even know. Early twenties, mid twenties, just stopped. No one, no one tells me I have a good voice for it anymore. Ever, even Ooh. when I'm like, oh, I'm a podcaster. No one is ever like, <laughs> oh, you've got a great voice for. Audio. I just don't get it. It doesn't happen. I don't know. Yeah, and for listen, for all the compliments I get, uh, and they're you know, it's not all the time. I've still never booked a voiceover gig, so <laughs> it's like, all right, well, uh, how good could it be if I can't sell Campbell's soup? Voiceovers, so, man. That's yeah, a racket. That's a racket it, right there. If you can break into that racket, man, oh man. Time to go. You just uh, name your price, buddy. Yeah, but unless you sound like Morgan Freeman or Orion Samuelson, wow, I can't talk. Or, you know, it's like, come on. Well, it used to be, that was before, you know, before celebrities started doing that stuff. Back, uh, you know, back 20 years ago, celebrities wouldn't be caught dead doing those things. I knew the guy who did the uh, Bud Dry commercial, the Why Ask Why. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, the guy made a fortune. Of course, then he was the YSY guy, and they stopped making Bud Dry, and he never worked again. So it was, uh, you know, no, I don't know if he's worked again. Very <laughs> nice guy. But, um, you know, that now, now if you're not, like you said, if you're not Morgan Freeman or uh, James Earl Jones or some other celebrity, you're not, uh, you're not getting these voiceover gigs, you know. I did one, I did one for a, uh, it was a sizzle reel for a pet show. I had interviewed these people in Milwaukee on TMJ and they called me and they're like, Hey, uh, we, they told me during the interview, we're going out to LA and, uh, we they were appearing on some show and then they were offered their own show, like a reality show. And so they got a hold of me and they're like, Hey, will you do, can you do the voiceover for our sizzle reel? 
And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll do the voiceover. So I called one of our buddies who's a voiceover guy. I, I, I don't know what to charge, you know, these two pet people from uh, Wisconsin. So all of a sudden, uh, you know, I, I name them a price and they agree to it right away, which I knew was bad because I was like, oh, damn, I undersold myself. And then I was talking to uh, talking to this voiceover guy, and I said, "What's what should I have charged him?" And he tells me, uh, and I was like, "Oh, that was kind of right what it was." He, and he said, "What's it for?" And I said, "It's for this." He goes, "Oh man, you should have charged him a lot more." <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know, you know, I don't know. Somebody asked, I'm still, I'm still like, yeah, I'll help you out. I, you know, I liked you. You had came on the show, and so I'll hook you up. You know, I made a little. I sense. actually did a voiceover for some kind of medicare commercial don't really know how this happened uh i know a guy through like improv and he got some job at basically like an insurance company question mark or something adjacent <laughs> or a marketing <laughs> company, adjacent to it and then they were, they were going to run some tv ads in like kentucky or something and it was going to be like if you have medicare you can qualify for blah 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 called this number do 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 and he was like, yeah, you've got a decent voice for it. I'm like, no, I don't. I just did it. I, I did a few different takes and I, you know, it was a couple hundred bucks or whatever. But uh, yeah, I was on some random like Medicare adjacent health Perfect. something commercial in some random states. I think I think it was like in 12 states or something. I don't know how much it ran, but yeah, I, whatever. I don't know. I don't even think it's on my resume. I haven't updated my resume. I'm actually considering unsubscribing from Actors Access. And all my little actors deals because my agents don't I mean, a couple most of them drop me. I've got like one left, and I think even they're just like done. So I don't know. I, I've got a family now. I moved out to the burbs. I can't just the drop burbs. drop into the you know audition room on a dime downtown anymore. It's like you know. I had an audition last week for a film, a holiday film. Auditions for no, Hollywood films. Have, but no, I don't always have auditions. This is one that I thought. Well, one, it was, first of all, I know that it's a, uh, I've mentioned this before. It's a, it was a big role. So I know they're not hiring some unknown. All I right. know it, they're probably going to go to somebody, but it was one of those where I had to play a, uh, I had to play a hitman who loves Christmas sweaters and is obsessed with Christmas. And I'm like, oh, that's right up my alley. That's uh, perfect. And, um, you know, th th there was some more to the character and I, I was really happy with the audition. You know, I had to do it here. So I'm home taping, which sucks. And I had to do, there were two scenes and I did them. And I was like, you know, I did them over a couple of times, but the final ones, I was like, huh, well, yeah, that looked pretty good. Then I realized like the headshot they have of me was from a couple of years ago with the crew cut and clean shaven and a little bit thinner in the face. And I'm like, I even put in, I even pulled my hair and put it in a ponytail so you couldn't see that it was long. So it was back, back behind my head. And I was, I said, oh, I'll shave and whatever um, for this, for the role. Uh, didn't get it, but, uh, you know, it was, it's just, it's, oh my God. But I'm still in the union. So I keep swinging. I, they don't call, I, I'm always shocked when they, now it's email and you're just doing it all at home, which is awful, you know, it's, but you know, it's, it beats, I tell you what, it beats having to drive down to a place for three minutes. You pay, you know, 
15 bucks to park. You're in the room for three minutes. They're like, okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, but this way they really only see you from the, you know, chest up. Which is fine sometimes. I mean, it works against us that they're so tall. You walk into an audition room and you're right. a foot taller than the person next to you. And they're like, all right, well, that's not going to work. Get rid of him, you know, but they only see your face, your beautiful face. And you're like, ha ha, look at me on camera. Oh, and I got like, the green screen behind me and the lighting. And the, oh, boy, oh, get it. See, and that the, you telling that story makes me be like, ah, crap. Maybe that was the time to do auditions because I can actually just do them from home, you know? Right. But yeah. I'm lazy. Do them from home. Well, I'm lazy. Aren't we all? We're yeah. all lazy. I'm yeah. full of sloth. I don't know about the other uh, six deadly sins, but sloth, man, I love that one. <laughs> I love to do nothing. Love to sit out on the back porch. Just, I, I do stuff so that then I can enjoy sloth. Like, I yeah. can't sit out in the backyard if I haven't cut the grass because it drives me crazy. But once I get the yard all done uh, and the other stuff done in the house, so I, I'm slothful after I'm productive. Mm. I don't know if they cancel each other out. Because if I have a lot to do, then I can't be slothful. But if I've got that all done and I have no reason to, to not be slothful, then I suck it right up. I, I rev, revel in it. I went to, uh, to try, I went to try. So I've been a little slothful in my uh, exercise routine because my shoulders all jacked up. Uh -oh. I finished physical therapy in January or in March, and then it just started to flare up and I get all messed up. So mm -hmm. yesterday was fun. Yesterday, I go to the doctor. And I'm like, look, I finished physical therapy. They said, maybe I got to go to orthopedics. What do you think? He's like, yeah, sounds like there's some nerve problems. Got to go to orthopedics. Ugh. But first, you got to go get an x-ray. Now, the x-ray is not going to pick up anything because x-ray can't pick up nerve That's stuff. bone, right? That's bone. And we know nothing's wrong with your bone. But insurance probably isn't going <laughs> to accept what she said. Is Insurance sorry. isn't going to accept any claims until you get the x-ray. So you have to drive what? 20 minutes to this other facility to get the x-ray, which you don't need, which we will then make insurance pay for because insurance won't pay for the other stuff until they've paid for this stuff. So that was really cool. So my whole day got blown out basically, but I got an x-ray back and hey, my bones are fine. So now I'm going to orthopedics in a couple of weeks and uh, we'll see what's going on. But until then, I'm just I like, you know, I could modify and yoga, but I'd like, no, I'm just not going to do it. I'm just going to run. I'll just run, get my lungs all, all worked up. Yeah. You know? Stop smoking so much weed. I don't do that. Got all but, that weed, brother. All that weed. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. So did another Redible the other night. Who was that for you? Wait, another, did you talk about the first one on the show? I don't think I, I think talked, you talked about, about the first one. Uh, uh No, but this was a second one. Second one of these uh, these organic cherry edibles. Didn't think you were going to say organic. Tell me about the uh, experiences. I have to. Well, here's the thing. We had them before. We had it before dinner, and then we had a glass of wine with dinner. So I'm never sure if it's the edible or the wine. But I did get a nice, uh, you know, a nice feeling. And if I just drink wine, I fall right asleep. But with the edible and a glass of wine, I did not fall asleep. I was not uh, jacked up, but I was chill, you know, a buzzy McBuzzerton. And then it all kind of went away. And when it all went away, I wasn't tired. I was just fine, just regular. So it was good. But I don't know. We, we're debating 
taking it up from half to a whole. I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to do it again. Who knows? They were in the house. They, they, they were there. I've, I haven't smoked since that second time, mm -hmm. you know, and now I've only done half an edible twice. So it's not like I'm, you know, hanging blacklight posters and listening to Bob Marley all day. So you could. I could because, you know, I've embraced sloth. So just later on listening to reggae and getting high as F would be terrific. That's not, that's not me. It's not that I can't, I, I can't see embracing it. I think, I think the other day we did the edible cause Debbie was in a lot of pain mm. and I was in a lot of pain, uh, with my wrist. So we're like, well, let's, let's see if it helps with that. It didn't really help with that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So there goes that. I can't use it. I can't use the medicinal card. <laughs> go, yeah, man. I'm only doing it to feel better, you know, well, for they, health reasons. The medical grade stuff theoretically is much stronger. So maybe you should give it a shot. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? I, don't know. Know. I got my I got my uh CBD THC cream that I put on my wrist. So I'm soaking in some uh some weed that way. Yeah. I'm all, I'm, all my structured clothing is made of hemp. But a hemp sport coat. Structured clothing. All my structured clothing. Good. You know, as opposed to athleisure well, or casual. <laughs> you don't let, you're not a, listen, I, I have to throw out some words. No, I just can't keep it. To be, to be honest, my eyes are starting to hurt because I think I've just been looking at too many screens today. And let's say, let's, let's wrap it up. And it's let's, like, I'm just like looking and I was like, geez. My, that yeah. happened to me the other day. I can <sighs> empathize 100%. Mm -hmm. That happened to me. I was like, I'm done. I, I can't look at it. I don't screen. want to just like look away. I don't want to be like, no. hi, Brian. Mm -hmm. No, God. let's, yeah. let's finish it up. I will say this. Uh, tomorrow is national hot dog day and there's a bunch of places you could get to uh, free or reduced hot dogs. So oh, you know what I did? I went and bought some of those hot dogs that Roger made when we were at his house. Those are so good. So, so tomorrow we're having giant hot dogs for dinner to celebrate national hot dog day. It's an excuse. I was like, Oh, so excuse it, it's National Hot Dog Day. The Viennas were on sale. Like, boom, let's bring it all together. Let's have a little fun. Sounds good to me. I'm down. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, uh, I don't think we're not going to see each other this weekend. But, oh, man. So we'll talk next week. And then after next week's episode, we will uh, we have a big in-person hoot nanny coming up. So we'll have something to talk about. That's going to be a lot. That's going to be something. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot. We'll talk all about it. Uh, hey, don't forget Roger's book uh, is out, and it's now also he finished his audio book. So follow Roger on all of your social media channels because you'll be able to get his audio book very soon. I know he was in here earlier. We didn't get to say hi, but uh, yes. So get Roger's book, The Unplanned Life, and uh, then look for it on audio. So that will be fun. I'd like to talk to him about how he did that because. Uh, Dot likes ketchup on her wiener. I don't know. Listen, Dot, I don't know what goes on in your house. Uh, I don't really think we need to get into that, but, uh, you know, what can I say? Cody is on the Curiosity Daily podcast. He's on there every day, hence the name Daily. You need to go to curiositydaily.com. You need to download this podcast. You need to follow this podcast. Don't subscribe to it. Follow this podcast. Become enlightened. Become educated. Every day you will learn something in a short amount of time. That's a good deal. You know what it costs? Nothing. That's a better deal. So you're getting smarter. It's not costing you anything but a couple more minutes of your day. 
you know, don't look at two cat memes. Uh, listen to Curiosity Daily Podcast, and you'll be better off. Uh, let's see. That's it. Uh, thank you for being here again. Follow it on uh, follow this uh, podcast everywhere that podcasts are uh, given away for free. Right? Is that what yeah. the, that's? I don't know. I don't know the terminology, Cody. You're down with what? The no, kids you nailed it. You nailed it. You crushed it. I got to say, follow now. So we got to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you All did right. it. You, Speaking yeah. of following, good luck chasing your son around now that he is mobile. I, uh, you are going to look more and more haggard every week. That's going to be fun to see and listen to as uh, as uh, young Cody's uh, son now begins his great adventure of just walking wherever the hell he wants. <laughs> yeah, and putting everything in his mouth. It's a good time. Yeah, it's, it's excellent. Well, have a great week. I will talk to you later. Uh, thank you for being with us. We will talk to you again next week. So have a lovely week. Um, I got nothing. Good night. You too. I'm going to go take some ibuprofen because my eyes are <laughs> killing me. God. Good luck. Bye. Until next week. <laughs>